Proverbs chapter 11, verses 30 to 31. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he who wins souls is wise. If the righteous receive their due on earth, how much more the ungodly and the sinner. I want to, uh, Nathan, I really want to hear what you have to say about the, the, the image of the tree of life here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just want to tell you before we go there um, that the first book I ever did was called Tree of Life. Mm-hmm. Because when I started reading the Bible on a consistent basis and had read in genera- uh, um, uh, Genesis several times, and the tree of life started becoming alive to me, and then I discovered in my uh, overall biblical reading that not only is it in Genesis 2.9, uh, but it's in Proverbs. Here, here's an example, but it's, mm-hmm. it shows up in Proverbs at least four times. And then it also shows up in, in the first uh, Peter's first letter. And finally, it shows up in Revelation towards the very end. Right. So look, uh, the tree of life, which you find in the Garden of Eden and mm-hmm. is part of the issue uh, with Adam and Eve and the tree of knowledge of good and evil, but it also reappears at the very end of the biblical narrative. And uh, I, th- I think that there's more to it than just it appearing all these times. Yeah, you know, in the garden, it, we often forget that there's two important trees. As you've said, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which Adam and Eve ate from, that was the fall of humanity. But then there's this tree of life, and and God specifically cites the tree of life when he banishes them from the garden. He puts that, you know, like an angel with um, spinning sword or something to guard them from going back in there. Why? So that they wouldn't taste of the tree of life and live forever. And that's a fascinating idea that he was banishing them so that in their fallen state, they wouldn't then go eat the tree that would give them eternal life because if they did, they would be forever stuck in that fallen place that that they were in. And so even in the banishing from the garden, which we think of as a punishment, he's actually being gracious by not allowing humanity to stay stuck forever. He keeps the door open by shutting that door. He keeps the door open for redemption, which would come later on the tree of death that Jesus would hang upon so that we could then enter eternity and, and taste from that tree of life. Boy, that, that's a, uh, that's a sermon, right? <laughs> but I mean, you brought the, the whole issue of Adam and Eve, the tree of knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life together dynamically. Uh, and then you, you said the graciousness of God. I've mm-hmm. never thought of that. I've never yeah. even begun to think of that. And that is an insight into everything that is going to follow Genesis, everything, all the way through Revelation. In fact, Revelation deals with it very specifically. And the graciousness of God is evident, not only in creation, but in how he deals with the trespass of Adam and Eve. Yeah. He's really saving them. Yeah. Yeah, it's that same paragraph when, when he's banishing them in that, and, and I think in a gracious way. And the reason I think maybe I can be sure that he's actually being gracious is it's that same paragraph where he gives them animal skins to cover up. And if you think about that, that is a very gracious thing to do as well. There they were in their shame, so they sewed fig leaves together. 
And he knew he created them. He knew they actually didn't need the fig leaves because he created them to be so pure and not full of shame. So they put these fig leaves on. And in his grace, he says, you know, you're going to need better clothes than that. And so he gives them animal skins. And what a gracious thing to do. He could have, you know, he could have mocked them for their dumb fig leaves. He could have done anything there, but he instead he gives them better clothes. And it's that same paragraph where they're banished then so that they wouldn't touch that tree of life. I just think his grace is all over these stories from the first pages of the Bible. And thank God that it is.